Hi, this is Dan Steele with your WASA Legislative Report for Tuesday, January 16th. The first week of the 2024 session included a whirlwind of activity, with full agendas in all committees working through public hearings, and in the second week of the session, many of those bills are now being adopted by committees. Today is day nine of the 60-day session, and while the session is still in its early stages, legislators are already facing important milestones. The legislature's first self-imposed cutoff deadline arrives in just 15 days, January 31st. All bills must be out of their original House Policy Committee by this date to remain alive. Bills are flowing quickly through the process, which is understandable given that there are over 1,400 bills in the docket. If you include the returning 1,200 bills from the last year, there are almost 2,700 bills to address. Legislation that fails to meet these deadlines will dramatically decrease the number of bills to deal with. This will allow legislators and advocates to focus more on priorities. In the first week of session, a public hearing was held for Senate Bill 5882. One of the key issues this session is the state superintendents and the governor's competing plans to mandate a salary increase for paraeducators. Senate Bill 5882 provides a viable and positive option to a controversial salary increase. The bill would increase staffing allocations for classified staff as a part of the prototypical school funding model. While this focus doesn't follow our short-term plan, it solidly aligns with our long-term plan to update staffing allocations. Hopefully a focus on this bill will also serve to detract from the salary issue. We noted last week the Senate Early Learning and K-12 Education Committee hearing on Senate Joint Resolution 8207, the constitutional amendment authorizing the simple majority for school district bonds. Last week, the committee also took executive action and passed the bill out of committee, and now awaits action by the Senate Ways and Means Committee. This week, the House Education Committee heard House Joint Resolution 4207, another constitutional amendment regarding school district bond approval. However, this resolution will authorize bond passage with a 55% affirmative vote. As we discussed in last week's TWIO, WASA's legislative newsletter, simple majority, or the supposed compromise of 55%, has little likelihood of passage. Constitutional amendments require a two-thirds vote of both houses in order to be advanced to a vote of the people. And while Democrats view this as a priority, it appears there will be little, if any, Republican support for either measure. In fact, Representative Paul Harris, a Vancouver-area Republican that sponsored House Joint Resolution 4207, the 55% issue, noted in the hearing that he was the only Republican that was supporting the resolution. Nevertheless, we are pleased that Simple Majority for Bonds continues to get airtime and continues to build momentum for the future. Taking time to address this issue, which clearly won't pass, also signals the attention that school construction will receive this session. Those efforts, for the most part, will be bipartisan. Last week, we also mentioned the Senate Early Learning and K-12 Education Committee hearing on Senate Bill 5873, the bill to improve the pupil transportation system. After being heard, the bill was adopted by the committee and moved to the Senate Ways and Means Committee for their action. Seeking a more transparent, predictable, and adequately funded transportation program has been a long-time WASA priority and a major priority in the last few sessions. 
Bills in the last two years have moved only to run into political fights, in particular between the two houses. Senator Lisa Wellman, sponsor of the bill and chair of the Senate Early Learning and K-12 Education Committee, continues to view this as a priority, and hopefully we can move the issue to the finish line. While People Transportation is an underfunded basic education program, the transportation issue that is getting the headlines this year is zero emission buses. House Bill 1368 would require new buses purchased after September 1, 2027 to be zero emission. In addition, 70% of buses have to be zero emission by 2030. While in the long term this could be supported given the positive health effects, we think that the timelines are overly ambitious. We have argued that the first priority should be to fix and fully fund our current transportation system before implementing a new and complex system. Second, the necessary infrastructure, both at the individual school district level and statewide, must be addressed before there is widespread implementation of a zero emission mandate. Really, what sense does it make to require zero emission, mostly electric buses, if there is no place to charge them? Third, these buses are a new technology and safety and reliability must be ensured, especially regarding inclement weather and in rural districts with long routes or steep roads. House Bill 1368 is a major priority of the environmental community and it has some momentum. This would be an issue to engage upon to make sure legislators understand your concerns. There are many other bills to address, including restraint and isolation, levy lids, and staffing allocations, but I'll close with one issue and encourage you to check out additional details in This Week in Olympia, TWIO, WASA's legislative newsletter. If you don't receive it via email, all issues are archived on our website at wasa-oly.org backslash TWIO. So the last issue for today, special education. There are multiple bills on the table addressing special education this session. Unfortunately, there is almost no talk of increasing the multiplier to help close the gap between school district expenditures and funding provided by the state. Fortunately, however, there is a growing discussion about further increasing the special education enrollment cap. Last year, the cap was increased to 15%, and the issue that seems to have the most momentum is the governor's plan, House Bill 2180 and Senate Bill 6014, to increase the cap to 17.25%. We continue to believe that regardless of what the enrollment cap may be, whether it be 17.25% or some other arbitrary number, it's an acknowledgement that the legislature never intends to fully fund special education, and we continue to support a complete elimination of the cap. Superintendent Reichdahl's plan actually follows that philosophy and would eliminate the cap in House Bill 2174. However, it isn't getting much play. A third bill, House Bill 1923, would slightly adjust the cap over three years and eliminate it in 2027-28. Additionally, it would immediately lift the cap for districts with less than 2,500 students, for districts that receive a safety net award in the prior year, and for districts that have at least 10% of enrollment identified as having a military parent. This bill doesn't appear to have much of a chance, but it provides a unique approach to the issue. 
In closing, we encourage you to continue to be informed by listening to these weekly podcasts and also reading our weekly newsletter, TWIO. Reading TWIO will provide you with many of the details not addressed here, and you can use that information to engage with your legislators. Even with only one week done, we are already seeing legislators starting to coalesce around specific issues. Providing your input will help them to keep their eyes and minds on K-12 education. And again, we encourage you to stay engaged. Thank you for listening.